It has been roughly a year and a half, we think, since the SARS-CoV-2 virus was first discovered in Wuhan, China. This, of course, led to the disease known as COVID-19. But 18 months later, we still have almost no idea where specifically it came from. And now, after about 18 months of it being dismissed as a conspiracy theory, one of the leading mainstream theories is that, in fact, COVID-19 originated in a lab. And in fact, not just any lab, the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Joining me now is Josh Rogan. He is a Washington Post columnist. He's also the author of Chaos Under Heaven, Trump, She, and the Battle for the 21st Century. Josh, thank you so much for taking some time to join us today. Yeah, great to be with you, Dan. So what to you is the most compelling evidence to support what's known as the lab accident theory of the origin of COVID-19? Sure. You know, to be clear, we don't know how the coronavirus originated, but, you know, the point is that we have to find out, not because it's about blaming one country or another, but because that's the only way we'll be able to prevent the next pandemic. So um, it's a, a crazy situation that we're in where we're a year and a half later and nobody seems to be investigating. One of the two most obvious theories is that it may have come from an accident at one of the labs in Wuhan that was dealing with bad coronaviruses. The other theory being that it just spilled over naturally in nature, that's also possible too. But that one's been investigated. This one hasn't. And the reason it hasn't is because for a year and a half, everyone who wanted it to be investigated was shouted down as some sort of conspiracy theorist. But now there's a a growing mountain of evidence that actually this is a possible theory that we need to look into. Uh, For one thing, they they had the world's largest uh, database of bat coronaviruses. For another thing, they were doing experiments on them that affect humans, that makes them more infectious to humans. For another thing, they covered up what they were doing there and lied about what they were doing there. Uh, for another thing, it spilled out right next to the Wuhan labs and not where the bats are, which is a thousand miles away. So just right there, you have a few good reasons that we should probably take a look into these labs. And that's all people are saying now is that we can, we really need to investigate these labs. So you're saying that all of that sort of taken together paints a picture that the the lab accident hypothesis is is far more likely than what's already been investigated which is the the guy eats bat soup or the guy is bitten by a bat because the bats that have the closest known relative of SARS-CoV-2 are a thousand miles away in the caves of is it Hunan? Right, exactly. So it would have to be that the bat traveled a thousand miles or it fit like another animal like a pangolin and that pangolin traveled a thousand miles and then spilled over on the doorstep of the lab, which, again, is possible, and they have been checking that one out, but no one's taking a look at the bat with all, the labs with all the bat coronaviruses. Now, there's a reason, right? Part of it is that there's been a, over a year-long Chinese government cover-up, lying, hiding, jailing people who didn't go along with the party line, and part of it is that the scientists who were involved in this research who were the best friends of the lab were also covering their butts and also telling everybody not to look at the lab. And then when the WHO went to do its report, they hired the Chinese government and the best friends of the lab to do the report. And, of course, they went to the lab for an hour and said, nothing to see here, everybody shut up. And then they said, oh, it definitely wasn't the lab, we can't look at the lab. And if you just think about that for a second, it's kind of crazy because there's no good reason not to look at the lab. That's not to say we know the lab did it, just that we have to take a look. And, by the way, that also means taking a look at the friends of the lab who have been trying to cover this up, and that includes... American scientists, including the EcoHealth Alliance, including the NIAID and the NIH. And that's what 
Your congressman, Mike Gallagher, by the way, is doing right now. He's trying to get the U.S. organizations, who are the best friends of the lab, to tell us what they know about the lab. It seems pretty obvious. It seems pretty simple. Now, this was the subject of a very contentious hearing last week between Senator Rand Paul and the head of the NIAID, uh, the, the infectious disease expert, Dr. Anthony Fauci, who has really emerged over the last year and a half as the nation's preeminent, uh, I mean, he was always considered the nation's preeminent expert on infectious diseases, but he is the coronavirus guy. Is there a fear that if the extent to which the U.S. government using EcoHealth Alliance, which is a, a, a private group, basically. It, you know what, before we get into that, Josh, could you give our listeners who, who really haven't been following this an explanation yes. as to how American money went yes. to funding bat coronavirus research in China? Yeah, that's a really good idea. So, you know, we've had this 40-year bet on China, where which was basically that if we engaged them and integrated them into our system as much as possible, that the Chinese system would liberalize and then we could all be friends and you know scientific collaboration was held up as the chief example of that and basically what we did the i mean the west the international community is we built a bunch of very uh big and advanced labs all over china including these wuhan labs and then we pumped money into them and worked with them and one of the biggest projects was collecting viruses and they collect virus and bring them to the labs and you know, if it turns out that this one of these Wuhan labs accidentally leaked the virus, uh, well, that implicates that entire system. And that means that all of our cooperation and help with them needs to be looked at and possibly stopped. And that's a very serious thing. And the head of that system is Anthony Fauci. And that's why he's been for a year and a half discouraging people who want to look at the labs. But there's another side to the story, right? There's a guy named Robert Redshield, who was the head of the CDC, who said on CNN, we have to look into the labs because the virus probably came from the labs. He's doing that based on his looking at the virus as a trained virologist and as a former senior official. And then yesterday, or I guess it was last week, uh, you know, many, many more virologists and biologists, biologists put out a letter saying, hey, listen, we just have to look at these labs. And it's clear that Fauci and his officials don't want to do that. And that's what Rand Paul was getting at. And that's what the hearing was so contentious, because it, 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 it ruffles a lot of feathers to say that, hey, our government might, might also have a hand in this accidentally of causing the pandemic it implicates them and it implicates us and that's a very serious thing but either way we have to check it out and this is also why the chinese government wants under no circumstances anyone talking about this because if it was a lab accident and we know going back to diplomatic cables from 2018 that there was concern coming from the american embassy about lax precautions safety precautions being taken at this lab it makes the Chinese government and its virology research look incredibly incompetent. And what we know about the Chinese government is there is nothing they fear worse than public embarrassment and being made to look even slightly incompetent, correct? Exactly. It also reveals the fact that they've been lying to us for a year and a half and also reveals the fact that they're hiding the information that's going to help us stop the next pandemic. In other words, it's not just about blame. It's about we need that scientific information because we need to know how to change our policies so that we don't have to do this every year. You want to do this every year? I don't want to do this every year. So we got to figure out what happened. You wouldn't have like a plane crash or a nuclear, you know, plant meltdown and not do an investigation. It's crazy. It's a crazy thing to say. And of course, the Chinese government doesn't want us to do that. And of course, that's why they're literally killing or disappearing anyone who has any information. I mean, that's what we're dealing with, all right? And when the Australians tried to uh, even suggest an investigation, the Chinese government punished their whole economy and cut off beef and wine 
purchases and plunge them into a disaster in the middle of a pandemic. That's what we're dealing with. So it's really not up to the WHO. It's really up to America. Unfortunately, for whatever reason, we're the only country that can do this. So we have to do this. That means declassifying the intelligence, holding hearings, starting an international investigation, and then beginning that investigation here at home in our labs, with our officials, whether they like it or not. Does it seem like there's going to be any movement from the Biden administration? Everything I've heard suggests yeah. that they want nothing to do with this either. You know, that's the $64,000 question, Dan, because they're, they're not bought into one theory or another. They're, they weren't there. They don't actually don't care of which theory is true. They don't know which theory is true. But you're right. The politics are all on the side of doing nothing because there's no pressure from the Democrats. And, you know, they, Mike Gallagher can write a letter, but that doesn't really move the needle with Anthony Blinken or Anthony Fauci. It's going to have to come from their own side. And we don't see that yet, really. But, you know, been a year and a half, maybe another year and a half, we'll actually get a national investigation into the crisis that we're all suffering in through do you have any optimism for that or is this still going to be sort of minimized as the stuff of fringe conspiracy theories when it rather obviously isn't no i mean just over the weekend we had like all of these like you know famous pundits in washington muckety mucks saying oh wait a second the lab theory is not crazy we should have been thinking about it all along <laughs> so the conversation is changing but that doesn't mean that an investigation is happening it's nice not to be called a conspiracy theorist to suggest something that's like eminently reasonable and right. obvious, but that's not, that doesn't solve the problem. That's only solved by a real investigation, has to be led by the United States, and it has to start now. Josh Rogan is a Washington Post columnist. He is an accomplished author and expert on China policy, the author of Chaos Under Heaven, Trump, Xi, and the Battle for the 21st Century. Josh, I just started reading it. Fantastic thus far. Uh, thank you so much thank for you. joining us. Really do appreciate it. Anytime.